Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and happy Friday. I'm Holly Fry. And I'm Tracy V. Wilson. <laughs> so, Tracy, uh, we talked about Evangelista Torricelli this week. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you what one of the hardest things about talking about physics and math and science in this period of time is for me? Yeah, tell me. Everyone is kind of, uh, has all of the the titles. No one is just a scientist. It's like astronomer, philosopher, mathematician. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm always like, which do I use if I'm trying to just write a simple sentence? And it, uh, it's frustrating. <laughs> just make everyone be polymath. <laughs> right. But that doesn't ever seem quite right either. <laughs> the hardest thing for me, having not been the one researching the episode, was saying all the Italian names. Because <laughs> as I was uh, confirming pronunciations on all of the names, which I hope I did adequately on, I found that every single one of them, when I read it in my head from the paper, I either I either put in a consonant that, I, that did not go there, or I took out a vowel that did go there, and zero of them did I have right in my head on the first try. <laughs> I think that's natural for a language that you don't speak. I have the same problem. You know, I always say that whenever there's a foreign language we encounter that is not French, I tend to say it with a French accent, which is just ridiculous. Uh, but there it is. That's what my brain goes. The other language. And it just <laughs> pulls that out. Um, I, I'm, I'm working on Italian. <laughs> I'm not doing great, but no. I'm working on it. I did start a Duolingo of Italian back when we very first started talking about going to Italy. And then uh, then the pandemic started, and I did not have the brain capacity for it, and also felt, um, I don't, it was like, I felt like I was either jinxing the potential of going to Italy, or or I'm not sure what. So I still have that whole course installed on my phone, but I Me have too. not kept up with it. Yeah, I um similarly I I do that ding dong thing where I um just keep adding courses in uh Duolingo and then it's like just too much to keep yeah. up with. I'm like, of course I'll also learn Hawaiian. Of course I will work on my French. Of course throw some German in there. Dear me, what have I done? Like I can't mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't ever keep up with it. Uh but I'm I continue to try and ever I feel like every like Six weeks to two months, I get, like, another surge where I'm like, yes, every day I will do two lessons in each language. And that lasts for a couple of weeks, and then I kind of fall apart, or I go on a trip, or I, you know, something mm-hmm. happens. And then the yeah. pickup is there, never to be replaced again. Um, I had not known very much about Torricelli before this one. No, me neither. And it's it, it is interesting to think about how many developments and strides were being made in the maths and sciences in Italy at this time, all over uh, the world, particularly in Europe and particularly in Italy. So I can kind of see, especially because he did die young from whatever mystery ailment, I can see where he does not get the same level of attention in historical discussions of this time. I am very fascinated by his desire to avoid controversy. Like, to me, that is 
a marvel. Um, to we don't often really talk about. I mean, I I kind of found myself uh, a little embarrassed that even though we have studied a, a lot of these pieces of this puzzle before, where I was like. Gosh, it was really a hundred years after Copernicus that people were still being tried just for going like, I think that guy was onto something. Um, that to me is very interesting. Like a hundred years later, it was still heretical to even consider that. Mm-hmm. You know, we uh, <laughs> we as humans don't always welcome new ideas. And that's no. a really good example of it. <laughs> it's been a theme on our show sometimes. Yeah, so that idea of, like, I don't want to fight you guys. I'm just saying I did this experiment and it kind of proved the thing wrong that we all thought was true, but I'm not publishing that. Like, I kind of love (laughs) whatever's going on in his head at that point. of like, I'm just writing to you, my friend. And then, of course, Richie told everybody and it all got out. But, um, yeah, those those are, that, that whole how you navigate that from a personal standpoint, uh, is fascinating to me. And we don't often, talk about I hadn't at least talked about kind of the the people mm-hmm. of the day going I would like to not get in this fight please yeah <laughs> yeah I feel like I have this on a way less consequential level when like I have an unpopular opinion about a movie or something and I'm like not gonna tweet that <laughs> well right but I I mean, I will say, yes, it's less consequential, but part of it to me is, like, in the case of something like a movie, unless it is really conveying, like, a dangerous message, is somebody out there, it's their favorite thing and they love it, and it's not holding us back, like, in terms oh, sure. of a of a people from scientific breakthroughs or whatever. So for those, I'm generally like, if I didn't like a book or movie, I usually just never talk about it and I don't mm. care because I don't, I don't want to you know, badmouth something somebody else loves, just like I don't love it when somebody goes, oh, that movie you love, it sucks. I'm like, why? Get out of my face. I don't care what you think. Um, I don't want to be that person to somebody else. <laughs> but if it were a case of like, hey, y'all, science, which we're seeing some of those, you know, arguments going on, those are a little more important and worthwhile to have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a... Uh, <laughs> again, I just did the experiment. I'm not getting involved. <laughs> <laughs> the Torricelli method of managing your life and your strife. One of the things we talked about on the show this week was the expulsion of the Acadians. Something that's been on the to-do list for so, so, so very long. And also, uh, one of the things that we keep getting requests for, like we've continued to get regular requests for it through the whole time. Yeah. Uh, It took a very long time to get to it. Uh, Mostly because it is a very big topic. There's a lot of stuff involved, a lot of context involved. Uh, There are several other things that have been on the to-do list for a very long time that similarly are just really big topics that have a lot to get through. A lot of it also incredibly tragic. There are other removals that have been on the list for a really long time that similarly have just a ton of stuff to get through. Another thing is that before I start on an episode, a question that I ask myself uh, a lot of the times, if it's especially if it's about something that did not happen in a place that I have lived, is... 
do I have the cultural competence to talk about this? Oh, and right. Sometimes that answer is no. And even though Canada is our neighbor to the north, it's not that far from where I live. It's a place that I've only been to one time. And uh, when we have talked about Canadian history on the show, often I have discovered that I did not actually have the cultural competence to talk about that, even though I thought that I did. So hopefully we did okay with this particular one, having pieced together a lot of knowledge that I did not have before about the Acadians and about the Mi'kmaq, whose name I think we've probably said incorrectly in every other episode that we've uh, that, that they've come up, uh, and as I understand it, there are multiple accepted pronunciations. Yeah, yeah. Now, getting through all of these conflicts and wars between England and France Ugh. was tricky, and I still am afraid that like I've somehow missed an entire one in the outline. right. This brought up a fun question for me. Okay, which I will have to hunt down. And may never find out, but um, it had not occurred to me, even though I knew about the poem of Angeline, mm-hmm. it had not occurred to me that that might be where the character Ray Ray in The Princess and the Frog's girlfriend's name comes from. Oh. I don't know how well you remember that movie. Not really. But um, Evangeline is essentially a star, but... Ray Ray is convinced that it is the love of his life, another firefly that is just very far away. Um, and so Aww. when I think about it in context of this story, I'm like, I bet that's what they're referencing. <laughs> that seems like that could be the case. Yeah. Um, I also, uh, I had a lot of Henry Wadsworth Longfellow feelings when I got to that part of the research because um, he wrote various poems that sort of romanticized and grieved for a lost people simultaneously setting up a lot of, like, incorrect ideas about those people. Like, uh, he, uh, his Song of Hiawatha has Mm -hmm. come up on the show in previous episodes. As I understand it, Evangeline was was pretty well-received among Acadian people when it came out. I don't know that those feelings are still the same today. I don't want to speak for anybody, and I did not really get into that uh, in when I was researching it. But, like, it does seem like that people were glad that this poem raised awareness of what had happened, even though it did not very accurately represent... Like, I don't think he actually ever talked to any Acadians before writing the poem. I don't know that his research went in that direction as he was writing it, but um, it was a very influential piece of literature. Yeah. Uh, I would bet almost certainly not regarding the discussions of such things with people actively uh, connected to it, because that's been the case for a long time. Um, That was the standard. Slowly but surely, uh, yeah. things shift. But now I want to go watch Princess and the Frog again. And also, you know, eat a lot of delicious things. I feel almost guilty that the the beautiful thing to grow out of this is Cajun culture and all of the amazing music and food that we all get to enjoy. Mm-hmm. A lot of very delicious 
hearts and uh, oh. and wonderful stuff. Oh. If folks <laughs> uh, want more information about this, I know we still don't have a place to put our show notes. Uh, we continue to get questions about like where are the show notes, and we we don't have a great place to put show notes right now. Maybe that will change. I don't know. It's fingers crossed. Totally unclear. Uh, but if folks are like, I wish I knew a lot more about this. One of the books that I had as a as a source for this episode was called A Great and Noble Scheme, The Tragic Story of the Expulsion of the French Acadians from their American homeland. Uh, and it is like 600 pages long. So when I talked at the top of the episode about the gap between like a one pager and the, uh, you know, the realities of what happened, the gap between our probably 45 ish ep- minute episode of this one, the gap between that and a 600 page book. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of detail that was in there that uh, we didn't really get into. So, again, happy Friday. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Uh, whatever's on your plate, we will be back Saturday with a Saturday classic and then Monday with a brand new episode. Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.